for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. everyone to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Thursday to all of you great folks out there. Hope the week um, has been productive for you. I know there's a lot of things going on um, across the globe, um, but hopefully, hopefully um, you guys are able to push through and get those goals um, that you set out earlier in the week accomplished, you guys. And guess what, folks? We got another awesome guest lined up for you this evening, folks. We have um, the award-winning author of the season series, you guys. We got Tamika Payne in the building, and tonight we're going to be discussing her book entitled When a Man Loves a Woman, Part 2, A Divine Love. And, uh, man, when I tell you guys this is a phenomenal book, I have been uh, taking notes and uh sharing thoughts uh, with my girlfriends and so forth um, on this um, as I read it, um, and I shared it with our friends today, and so I'm excited about having her on the show. Uh, she's a new guest, you guys, so make sure that you tune in, make her feel welcome, and all of that great stuff. Um, but, of course, I want you guys to make sure you go and you download our app. That's YRN1328, available on iPhone and Android. And you can listen not only to the beautiful Butterfly Show, but all of the awesome shows uh, that we have here on the platform. Um, so you guys are always, always going to be in store for a treat. And I know a lot of folks um, like to try to keep up with the schedule uh, that we have over here. So um, I want to share a little bit with you about the schedule with the shows and so forth and um, so you guys can take note of uh, who's going to be on, what time they're going to be on, and all that good stuff. So on Mondays, you guys, we're going to have Conscious Vibes uh, with Ramiel L. Bay. That's going on at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then on Tuesday, of course, you have no other than the Beautiful Butterfly Show with your host, Bianca Fine. That's going on 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Wednesdays, uh, we got the Priceless Mind Show, so make sure you check with that uh, because that show alternates our different weeks, so make sure you check in with that. The Beautiful Butterfly Show is back on again Thursday, same time, same place. And on Fridays, uh, there's an awesome show called Conversations with Trent. Featuring Lisa Tillman Page, was a, which is a dynamic show, comes on at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and they talk about all the great important topics that we need to discuss 
that affects so many of us. So all of that over here on your radio, your conversation, that's your radio network, you guys. Um, so without further ado, we're going to bring our special guest on. Um, as always, you guys are welcome to call in if you got a question or a comment, or if you just want to show the guest love, uh, the number is 347-326-9139. And so we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to bring the lady of the hour up here on the platform so you guys can get to know even more about her. Tamika, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Lady Uncle. Hello. Welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. I've been excited. Um, I've been I've been reading diligently <laughs> and taking notes. Okay. So I'm excited about having you on the show because I have a whole lot of questions. I'm gonna try not to ask too many because I I want people to <laughs> to purchase the book, but I'm just like, oh, I, I might we might have to have a sidebar uh, after okay. the <laughs> But that of works. course, I definitely want to thank you for coming on and and hanging with me this evening. So for the folks out there, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who who is author Tamika Kane? Well, I am. Um, I actually write under the name Tamika Patrice Kane. Um, I, I write women's oh, okay. fiction and um, and poetry. Um, I do some blogging and devotional kinds of work as well. Um, okay. I, I, just, overall, I'm just a simple pleasures kind of person. You know, just just real simple and laid back and and that sort of thing. You know, passionate about my craft. I've been writing since I was just a child, and um, you know, but I. I aim to empower people through the things that I write. So um, I definitely write fiction with a purpose. You know, actually my, my tag is changing lives one word at a time. So um, as far as, like, you know, the writing stuff, that's pretty much my, you know, the, t- the types of things I write about, you know, just – and mm-hmm. I, I'm not afraid to, to veer off the beaten path, you know, um, and, yeah. and, and write about those things that folks don't really want to talk about, you know. So mm-hmm. – and yet, you know, there's – there's validity in everyone's story. And so, you know, people need to be able to have their stories told. And so, you know, Absolutely. Um, sometimes I write to free myself. Sometimes I write to free others, you know, that kind of thing. So, Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that's, that's it with me and that pen, you know, just you Absolutely. Know, I, I, I Absolutely. liken it to being my, my oldest friend. I've been writing, you know, since I was like seven years old, you know. So when I wow. um, didn't feel like I had a voice, you know, writing gave me a voice. Yeah. And so I have, I have yeah. been that person who has been voiceless. So I, I understand what it's like to, to yeah. have something to say and not have a platform. And and then when I, when I became empowered and, and realized that I did have something that was worth saying, you know. So that's why I write not just for me, but I write for others too, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and I've heard so many authors and poets um, talk about how oftentimes um, their their writings or their poetry is often a voice uh, for the mm-hmm. voiceless, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of That's people right. um, have a lot of stories within them, um, but they just, you know, aren't comfortable enough to get out here and share it publicly. Um, and so mm-hmm. when you're able to come across people who are able to, you know, share that confidence with you and confide in you about different things that are going on with them, and then you're able to put that, you know, in a book or put that um, in mm-hmm. some poetry, um, it has a way of, of really helping and and allowing to people to heal, even from cer- certain circumstances that they may Absolutely. have experienced. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. powerful. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, what was it uh, when you first, I know you said you were getting writing at 7, and uh, what What do you believe um, it was, um, especially about writing? I know you mentioned, you know, it, it helped you express a lot of things, but who were some, um, as you got older, who were some writers um, and some authors that really inspired you to, you know, just keep writing more and more? Well, actually, it wasn't even that much that much um, older than seven. I was probably eight or nine when I discovered the work okay. of Maya Angelou. And, you know, awesome. I remember reading um, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings and yes. just being profoundly impacted by that series, not just that book, that whole series, you know. And, right. But there was, there was something that I, and even though you know, she didn't actually just come out and say that, but what I took from her writing was that, you know, it brought validation that said, you know, your story is important. Your voice is important. You know, say what you have to say and don't be afraid to say it. You, you have a voice and it's worth hearing. And so, right. you know, um, I, never, I never got a chance to meet her. I tried, but I didn't get a chance to, you know, but that's okay. You know, but I, that was what I always took from her writing, you know, is that, you know, mm-hmm. who you are just as you are is, you know, it's worthwhile and, Absolutely. and you're more than enough. You're more than enough, Absolutely. and your story is important, so say it. Say what you got to say, you know? And so, Absolutely. Yes, that was um, – and so I – it was a, a class assignment that started me actually writing. You know, we, they introduced poetry. Mm-hmm. I was an early reader, so I always already had a love of your know, words and that sort of thing. Right. But there was a, a feeling that came over me after I had written the first poem. I was like, oh, I really – Oh, I did this. <laughs> I was able to. Say this, I didn't know that I could express myself that way. I had been. I was right. very, um, have an introvert. You know, like many authors, actually, <laughs> a lot of writers are very introverted right. kinds of people. But um, and so it gave me, you know, a chance to express myself. And so I liked mm-hmm. that feeling. I wanted to um, continue having that feeling. And you know, so I didn't know that I had any talent. I just knew that I was going to be writing all of my life. I would be writing, right. you know, so right. all the other stuff kind of came later. By the time I was in junior high, I was getting some recognition for my writing, and uh, by the time I was in high school, I had won some awards and, you know, and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, there's a little talent there. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, But I still Absolutely. didn't know I wanted to do anything professional with it. I just knew that I would be writing. You know, I had right. something to say. And then it was after the first book was written, um, which, was, which um, years later became book one in that series. I actually wrote it in my early 20s, and I – but I, I didn't write it for the purpose of publishing. I just wrote it because it was something that I needed to write. It was kind of a catalyst for my own healing of, on some stuff yeah. and things like that. So, and then as I, after I finished the story, I went back and, and read it. I was like, oh, there's a message here. Okay, so, yeah, there's, there's some people who need what I've written here. I'm going to have to go ahead and put it in book form. And it took years. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was different. Right. You know, the, um, the, the market was very different then. The industry was very different then. And I tried to go the traditional route and all that kind of stuff, you know, 20-something years ago. And it was just, there was no place for it just yet. And yet I knew that I had something that was significant and that at some point it would be published. I'll put it up, you know, for a great number right. of years. And then got that feeling, right. okay, now's the time to pull it back out, you know. And uh, so in 2012, you know, began that process. You know, but um, because the message had not gone away, but now I had a platform. You know, there was there was more of a place for it. You know, and mm-hmm. um, and so you know that that was kind of that was a journey. You know, and so here we are. But I've always been writing. You know, all this time I've been writing something, whether it was even just a, just a journal entry. You know, I just knew that I needed yeah. to be writing. 
So I, I do some blogging and, you know, that kind of stuff, book reviews, and I've read a column for um, for a magazine and, you know, just, just different stuff. So I've always been writing, yeah. you know, and, um, Absolutely. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. And I wanted to ask you, uh, because I, I love to see people, I love for um, to see and I love people, other people to hear people's um, transparency and their growth. How do you believe uh, when you first created, you know, wrote that first book um, and, you, and you say you were in your 20s, how have you seen your growth um, as a woman um, from that first book to where we are today? Well, my goal is everyday progress. So, you know, I'm always evolving, and I'm an introspective person anyway, so I'm always, you know, kind of looking and seeing, you know, what's working, what isn't working, (laughs) and I'm not afraid to ask myself the hard questions and let myself give myself the the hard answers, Mm. too. You know, sometimes you're just not where you're supposed to be, you know. and Absolutely. But but if you can't reveal a thing, you can't heal a thing either. So, you know, if um, if you are a person who really does aspire to grow and to change and to move and to, you know, to reach greatness, it's going to require that you have to look inside and, and be honest about where you are and where you need to tweak some stuff and, you know, um, you know that kind of things and, you know, and, and just kind of go from there and actually make the changes. So, you know, I mean, am I where I want to be? Of course not. You know, it's a work in progress. But am I where I was? No. I mean, so it's everyday progress. And, you know, I mean, when you – I don't believe we ever have to strive for anything because everything right. that we need is on our life's path just waiting on us to get there. So if we continue to just mm. keep moving forward, eventually we will Absolutely. cross paths with what it is that we need at the time that we need it. There's a, um, right. an old saying that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. You know, and so we will have lots of teachers throughout our lives. As a matter of fact, pretty much everybody you meet teaches you something, you know, if you, whether you want the lesson <laughs> or not, whether the lesson right. is you know, present or not, too. Everyone is there to teach you something, to show you something. So, you know, as I just continue to, you know, can continue to keep growing and, and doing me, you know, and more things would be revealed when I was ready to receive it, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad for that, too, you know, that, that stuff doesn't come before you're ready for it, you know. I mean, even if Absolutely. you can reject it, but it still doesn't, it doesn't cross your path until you're ready for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you can just get to decide what you want to do with it from there. And, and you said something um, a, a little while ago about not being afraid to ask yourself, you know, some of those hard questions on specifically, mm-hmm. you know, um, where are you not where you want to be? And I think a lot of times we get caught up um, in day-to-day things, you know, the hustle and bustle of things, and we don't realize I have not accomplished what I want to accomplish. You know, I'm not, well, you know, part of my message is abundant living. And so yeah. part, but with that comes authenticity. So we get a lot of messages from a lot of places. I'm sorry, I just cut you right off too. You've got me. Oh, no, now, you're now you're on my stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just took that right over. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, but we get messages from so many people, from so many places telling us what, we're, mm-hmm. what our lives are supposed to look like, what success looks like, you know. Right. And so even though on the inside you have this little small voice telling you, you know, you really should do this. You need to go left when everyone else mm-hmm. is telling you to go mm-hmm. right. You need to quit your job. Right. You need to start this business. You need to do these things. Go back to school, whatever. And mm-hmm. so, but because we're getting all these messages from outside places, we quiet and, and stuff out and snuff out. The, the voice of truth that we have on the inside of us. Absolutely. And so, you know, abundant Absolutely. living is authentic living, and authentic living mm-hmm. is honest living. 
So, you know, in order for you to be able to get where you're trying to go, you have to recognize, first of all, where you are. You know, you have to chart a course that says, okay, well, this is where I want to be. You know, so there's a person who wants to teach, and yet someone has gotten in their ear and told them, the teachers don't make any money. You know, you should do engineering. You're smart with (laughs) math and science. And so they they go Mm -hmm. that route. They have all the trappings of what the world says is is success, but they're miserable. You know, and yet, but their voice of truth told them, go to school for education, <laughs> and yet they right. deny that. And yet, as long as there's breath in your body, you know, you have an opportunity to be able to make a change. And so the question right. is, you know, are you going to be honest with yourself about the fact that, oh, my God, I hate my job. I hate this right. portion of my life. Are you going to, are you going to right. look in the mirror and have that conversation with yourself and then take it back and say, okay, then if this is, if this is, if this is how I feel, and if I'm hating this thing or I'm, I'm strongly disliking this thing, you know, what is it that I want to be doing? If, what, what would a perfect day look like? If I said, you know, what would make me want to get up and start a day each day? You know, and right. it's asking yourself those kinds of questions and then being honest. And, and a lot of times when, when that honest moment happens, you know, it requires a level of change. It requires Absolutely. saying, I'm going to go back to school. You know, mm-hmm. it says, I'm going to go ahead and make that relocation. I know nobody has ever, no, none of my folks have ever lived outside the country, and yet I desire to be an expat. I'm going to go ahead and just do it. You know, and sometimes, right. you know, because people are not necessarily going to get the vision for your life the way that you mm-hmm. do because that's not their Absolutely. plan. They're not supposed to get it right. like that. You're supposed to get it. Absolutely. And then your job Absolutely. is to help others to understand it, you know, buy into it and that sort of thing. And yet sometimes people will not necessarily, you know, understand all of that, and sometimes they're not even supposed to, but when you change, everyone around you has to change too, and even if they choose to grow on without you or go on without you, it still benefits you because you don't need, any, you don't need you know, an anchor around your neck keeping you down when you're trying to rise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and we have to understand that everybody's journey is not the same. You know, the That's way right. that you, you, the direction you go to get to where you need to be, I might need to go, you know, you might have went left, but I might need to go right. Or, you mm-hmm. know, I might have to mm-hmm. go around a, a winding road. So we have to understand that a lot of times, I think, and, I, and, I, and I've heard it before, and a lot of people, you know, where we see certain people, you know, um, accomplishing certain goals or, or getting a business, and so we try to imitate and do the exact same thing, mm-hmm. and we fail, and we don't know why. Well, it's, it's not the journey that you were supposed to take. You know, those That's are not right. the, the steps that you were supposed to take to get into that direction. So oftentimes we have to keep in mind that, you know, all our directions are very different, and so sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of us have to work a little harder, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, get a little dirtier, get That's our right. elbows dirty hands dirty to work a little harder to get to where we want to be in life. You know? I don't so. think that we are here just for ourselves. I think that we are here to reach right. other people. And so Absolutely. Absolutely. when you yeah. look at where you are in your life, what seems mm-hmm. like it's totally insignificant, it's very significant to the ultimate plan, not only for your life, but who you're supposed to reach. Subtle nuances mean something. And so I like I like in life as being a tapestry. So if you've ever like if you see the front of a tapestry, it's beautiful. You know, there's this yeah. intricate picture and all this stuff. But if you look at the back of it, it's a mess. You got all these individual threads that look like they're just blah, just 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 there, just thrown there. And yet all of those <laughs> yeah. individual threads, when you turn it over, it becomes part of the weaving makes a beautiful picture. So that yellow, you know, that, that chartreuse thread that seemed like it was <laughs> totally unrelated to anything is absolutely essential to the overall 
tapestry of your life. So um, it's just it, it's just a part of it, and the nuances make a difference. So no, you can't pattern your life exactly after somebody else because mm-hmm. no two people run exactly the same journey because we don't we're not called to reach all the same people. And absolutely, those the the minute things, the stuff that seems like it's completely insignificant become very significant when you're reaching out and you're having to pour into other people. You know, mm-hmm. I can't tell your story the way you can. You can't tell my right. story, your, your story the way I can, right. and yet both right. of us have a story that's significant to someone. It could be mm-hmm. significant to the same someone, but what we have to offer reaches a different point in that person's life. It's for a specific right. thing. So, you know, right. there's, valid, there's valid, validation and validity there and we need to know that our stories are important. Our voice is important. Our lives are important. Absolutely. We don't always feel like that. We're not, we don't always get that validation that tells us, hey, you know, you, who you are is enough and your story Absolutely. is enough and it needs to be heard. And yet Absolutely. it's important because other people, you know, there's, um, there's a, a scripture that talks about how people are set free by the blood of the lamb and the power of someone's testimony. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's power mm-hmm. in words. And so you can use your words Absolutely. for whatever way you want to use them for. You can use them to build up or you can use them to tear down, you know, but there's still power in those words, you know, and there's, and there's power in your life's journey too. You know, even if you feel like it's totally insignificant, it's not. There's no aspect Absolutely. of your life that is insignificant. It all means something on a grand spectrum. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And uh, once again, for the folks just joining us, we are on with author Tamika Patrice Kane uh, this evening, you guys. And uh, I know you guys are wanting to know about this book. And I promise we're going we're gonna to get into it a little bit. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little break. And we're going to come back, and we're going to jump into this book, and we're going to find out all the inspiration. And uh, you guys are going to get a few details, not too many, because we want you to purchase the book. Uh, But you guys will be right back uh, with Tamika Patrice Kane right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Vivian comes from anything but a happy home. She is sheltered, young, and beautiful with a life that is filled with drama and pain, trusting no one. Vivian makes a habit of covering up her bruises and pretending that all is well. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. 
Intimidated by Love by Melody S. Available now at all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And we want to thank everyone that is tuned in, listening uh, via online, those of you that are on the line listening as well, and those that are listening through our app, that's the YRE 1328, available on iPhone and Android. You guys, this evening we're joined by author of When a Man Loves a Woman to uh, a Divine Love. Uh, Tamika Patrice Kane is joining us this evening, you guys. And so, of course, uh, with this book, and I have to tell you, um, your covers are amazing. Um, oh, and I'm you. one of those people, um, as a reader, uh, that's what that's one of the things that grabs me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that cover is beautiful. And so <laughs> um, on this cover, like I just, I don't know, I just wanted to drift off on the beach and, and just look at the sunset. So <laughs> it was a, <laughs> a, a beautiful, beautiful cover. Um, let's talk about this. When a man loves a woman. A divine love. Where did you get the inspiration um, to create this one? Because your first one was entitled "When a Man Loves a Woman: A Season of Change." Correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay. And so, so now we're at a a love divine. So um, explain how we how we got to a love divine. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about the series. <laughs> it didn't start off All right. as a series. Um, I. When I wrote um, what became um, book one, you know, um, mm-hmm. A Season of Change, it, I thought it was going to just be a standalone, and that was my intention. And then, you know, the readers were like, well, you know, where's the oh, sequel? Wow. Okay. There is no sequel. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have started, any more. I don't have any right. more to give you. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I started, I started writing um, another book, and when I, when I thought about it, I realized that, that characters from books one and two could come back um, in book three, and, and it would become a series then. So each book in the series is a complete standalone novel with its own theme um, and their own characters, too. But there's, well, and so I was trying to find a title that would be cohesive for all of the books with the themes being so different. And I'm like, what, is, what do they have in common? Well, there was significant love between a man and a woman. So whether it was, you know, um, whether it was siblings or, you know, husband, wife, or, you know, a really close friend or whatever, there was still something significant about this relationship between that man and, and the woman in the, in, the, in the story. And I wanted to Absolutely. explore it from different angles, you know. And so, you know, sometimes it's, it could be a destructive love, but it's still considered yeah. a love, you know, which is what we talked about in book one. That was a destructive love. Um, mm-hmm. And in book two, book two is more, it's a softer story. It's, um, it's what I call a true love story. It's, the, it's yeah. the love between a parent and child, between siblings, between best friends, between a man and a woman but ultimately the love that a person has for oneself. So um, with book two in the series, um, A Love Divine, it, I wanted to showcase a different, um, a different aspect. Let me, let me talk a little okay. bit about book one first, like just, just as a comparison. Act one, um, Avery and Alicia are on the surface the perfect couple. They're wealthy, mm-hmm. they're attractive, they're esteemed in their professions and in the community, 
and it looks like they have a life anyone, and yet behind closed doors, things are falling apart. And mm-hmm. it's it's a very intense story. It's you know he has a very dark past, you know, and and she's blindsided by some of his stuff. And yet, you know, they both come into the relationship with their own deficits and issues, you know, whether they were aware of them or not, um, you know, the other one was aware of them or not. And yet, you know, all these things kind of come up and they reach this fork in the road, this season of change, where they have to decide, we're going to live a lie or we're going to, you know, do this thing right and make the changes that we need to make. So it's it's very intense. Um, But they are, you know, I mean, they are that couple. You know, you look at them like, oh, goodness, I would, I would give anything for their life. Well, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, too, they're more, you know, they're regular people. And um, yeah, and it's not, this one has more of a feel of Christian fiction because Jackie is a Christian, but it's not necessarily a Christian story. She just happens to be a right. Christian woman, and I wanted to showcase some things about that, you know, so, you know, she is, um, she's older, she's almost 40, and she's never been married. She has no children. She has spent her life in the church. Um, you know, she was mm-hmm. one of those ones that grew up in the church. So she has, you know, right. she has, she's received the formula. If you do this, your life will look like that. And she's almost 40, and uh-huh. it looks nothing like she thought it was supposed to look like, okay? <laughs> but she followed right. that formula. And yet, so she's right. frustrated. You know, I mean, she still has faith that God can move, but she has no hope that he will. Okay, because the hope mm-hmm. has died, the dreams have died, <laughs> all of that, you know. And yet, right. but she followed the formula. She did the stuff that that, that she was, has been taught that she's supposed to do. Why doesn't her life look like she thought it would, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are far too many people. Now, they don't talk about it. This, that's what I was saying. I, I'm not afraid to talk about the stuff people won't talk about, you know. They, you know, how, you hear the messages of, you know, oh, well, if you just do, oh, just serve in ministry. Well, okay, that's fine. You can serve in ministry, but it, but that doesn't mean that you don't you still get lonely. That doesn't mean that you don't want somebody to go to that's the movies right. with. That doesn't mean that's that you right. don't want to have sex. Come on now, let's keep this stuff real. And so the, we are right. whole people. You know, we have we right. are multifaceted people. So don't mm-hmm. don't diminish a person's experience. So what happens is because we're giving all these messages of how we're supposed to respond and how we're supposed to feel, people are stuck in their pain with no one to share it with because the church has told them we don't want to hear it. And yet, right. how they feel matters, and it matters to God too. So she mm-hmm. is she is that person. She is that person who is who is doing. You know, she's tied. You know, she's serving in ministry. She's doing all this stuff. She reads her Bible, and yet, right, she's miserable. You know, I mean, right. She has her relationship with him, but she, yeah, you know, she's not, she's not happy. You know, she's she's not happy, and Absolutely. and so when when. An opportunity comes up. She meets Michael, you know, just kind of, and so that the, the cover of the book is actually representative of the day that they met. And so, okay. you know, that was kind of, as a matter of fact, that is the scene where he sees her, you know, and uh, she decides okay. she's going to go to, yeah. she's going to go, you know, she just wants a moment. And she she hasn't mm-hmm. even quite figured out totally what's going on with her. She's just, she just knows that she doesn't quite feel like herself. So she goes to the park right. and he's there for his own reasons, and he sees her, but there's something about her that just draws him. And mm-hmm. and they have this beautiful connection. It makes no sense. And so he's everything she's been taught she's not supposed to want. Right. And he's not looking. Right. And yet he's not looking for someone. You know, he's just there doing what he's doing, and he meets mm-hmm. her, but there's something undeniable about her. There's, you know, there's just, ah, he just, Ah, <laughs> you know, no, this yeah. is something about her. And 
and so, but he's very different than anything that she's ever been taught that she's supposed to want. And so, you know, sometimes when, when the, you've prayed about some things and you've waited and you've had faith and you've done all that stuff, and when the answer to the prayer comes, it doesn't always look like you think it's going to look. You know, so she has to decide, am I going to continue, continue letting other people live their lives vicariously through me and I'm going to get to the end of my life and just be miserable while they've lived how they've wanted to live? Now you want to live my mm-hmm. life too. And mm-hmm. or am I going to just embrace this and see this as a potential blessing? And so right. you know, she has a decision that she has to make. You know, it, but it takes, it takes some self-love there to say, hey, I'm going to go against the grain and do what, I, do what feels right to me. Absolutely. Despite what Absolutely. you think about it, despite what mama think about it, despite what the pastor and the church members got to say about it, I'm going to just do something that feels right to me. Or am I going to allow these people, you know, to suck the life out of me and get to the end of my life and I'll have all these regrets. And so that is kind of their story, you know. And um, Michael is very different um, in a number of different ways. Um, you know, he's he's just he's just a different a different guy. And um, and yet it's a beautiful connection to, you know, they have some decisions that they have to make, you know, are we going to, well, really it's her, <laughs> you know, am I going to, am I going right. to embrace this thing, you know? So, yes. And I, and so I kind of wanted to showcase that, but they are just regular people, you know, whereas Avery and Alicia were, you know, like in the upper echelon and extremely wealthy and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> they're not, yeah. you know, Jackie's a sec- yeah. she's a secretary, you know, he's an artist. Um, you know, so they're just, they're just your kind of average, you know, blue collar right. people, you know, she doesn't live, she doesn't live in a mansion, you know, she has a little bungalow, <laughs> he lives in an apartment, you know, because I mean, just not everything has to be extreme. Regular people have lives worth telling too. And so I Absolutely. wanted to kind of explore some of that stuff too, you know, and, um, I looked at it and I love the way number of. I love the way that you created Jackie's character. You mentioned something earlier in the show about her being a Christian woman, and I think, and, and I know, uh, for, for personal friends who have lived their lives the way Jackie mm-hmm. has, um, who who been in church, they Bible study, they revival, they're, you know, mm-hmm, they're, mm-hmm. they're all there. <laughs> they do it all. And, right, and so people yeah. hold them at a certain regard, and so people mm-hmm. automatically think that these people don't feel other stuff besides the Holy Spirit. You know, right. you know what I mean, girl. Just, tell the truth. And so, <laughs> and so you had, and I did. I had a roommate in college who, um, that's how she was. You know, Monday through Friday, she was mm-hmm. church church. If she wasn't in school, okay. she was in church. And so yeah. when she began, she met a boy. She didn't really know how to handle it because she was taught, no, 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 no. This is not what you're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. We're supposed mm-hmm, to have our faith mm-hmm. in this Bible. We're supposed to be reading Bible study, getting your lesson. And so she had a hard time, you know, and she broke down a lot of times emotionally because she felt yeah. like she was being pulled between mm-hmm. two different worlds. And so I think a lot of times we put people in these different situations and these hold them in a, on a different level in a different regard, not realizing they get lonely. They want a soulmate. Right. They desire mm-hmm. to have a, a family. They desire to have a husband. But because we mm-hmm. think, no, 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 you know, you're a Christian lady. We don't think, you know, we don't think mm-hmm. like that and we don't, mm-hmm. we don't act in that manner. You have so many women who are kind of holding themselves hostage, you know, That's because right. they, they they have brought, been brought up in this mechanism. So I love the way that mm-hmm. you carried Jackie out because it showed that, you know, at the end of the day, I can go to church, I can worship, I can pray, I can go to different services, but I can have the freedom of being able to feel and want to be loved. Mm-hmm. 
you know, by mm-hmm. somebody. You That's know, right. and, and I think a lot of times we're afraid to show that as Christian women, you know, that we have those desires because it's that no, no, no rule, you know. That's that right. That's we right. can't show that side, you know. So mm-hmm. I definitely love that. I love how my, uh, Michael is because he's one of those men that, um, and, and I could kind of imagine him in my head as being a mixture of guys I know. Uh, mm-hmm. Just very laid back, you know. He's yep. just, you know, he's taking life all in and so forth. And so I just love the way that you were able to bring them together and so forth, and just the whole dynamic. Um, and like Thank I you. said, I don't want to give away too much, but just okay. Jackie in her neighborhood. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. her neighborhood um, is. <laughs> it reminded me. It reminded me of a lot of neighborhoods that uh, some of my friends and, and family members stayed in, and I was like, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when you look at this book, um, this book gives you um, a feeling of hope, um, freedom, um, and, and just being able to be free within yourselves. I think a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially if we're single women because we're like, okay, I got to find a husband. Um, mm-hmm. I want to have a baby by the time I'm 40, <laughs> you know, so That's we're, right. we're rushing. Right. We're trying to beat this clock. And so this book is just saying, you know, hey, be free, you know, within yourself. And, and a lot yeah. of times we don't have to go searching for love, meaning you don't have to, you know, date mm-hmm. everybody in the city. Like Jackie mm-hmm. and Michael, it just kind of falls in the place, you know, and yeah. it kind of happens right. at the right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I I love it. Um, and and man, it's just it's just such it's really it's such an amazing book, and so it's just so much I want to talk about. But I want people to read it to me. I want to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to read the book and so forth. Yeah. How did you? And I did want to ask you. How did you come up with um, Michael's character? Um, where did you find that inspiration to create him? Was, was Michael um, a combination of men you met? Because Michael's very, no. Michael is that guy I'm trying to get that... out of the pages and into my life. Okay. Michael's one of those men, if we actually see Michael, we'd be like, oh, my. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Really? Like, you know, so right. where did Michael get created at? I want to know what factory Michael was <laughs> And you know what? Well, when you figure that out, let me know if I can place my custom order, okay? <laughs> I think everybody's going to want to order a Michael after right. they read this book. <laughs> hey, but just, you know, I mean, there are, you know, a lot of times in, in fiction, and so like, this I was saying that this book is very different than the first one, you know, but yeah. there are some really wonderful men out there. They don't always get the credit that they deserve, you know, and they don't all have to be bossing. <laughs> you know, they don't all have to have the corner office and be driving, you know, whatever it is, you right. know, vehicles, you know, all that stuff, you know, <laughs> and yet just, just an average guy can still be Absolutely. just a wonderful man and a really great catch. And, and I don't think sometimes that they get the credit that they deserve. You know, um, Absolutely. sometimes we go through and we look for the spectacular and we mm-hmm. miss the quiet gems that are right there. But you know what? Absolutely. Everything that glitters is not gold. Sometimes that stuff is tinsel, and you can get tinsel from the dollar store, okay? So, you know, you're going after all this shiny <laughs> stuff, but there's not necessarily anything of substance there. Not that I'm going to preach to you or anything like that, you know. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> So, but I just wanted to give the, the, the regular average guy, you know, 
um, a shot. Yeah. And I guess in a way, I have known some guys who have had, you know, some of Michael's traits, and they yeah. and they were beautiful traits. You know, just just mm-hmm. I like a cool, laid back kind of guy. They don't all have to be in your face, and they certainly don't need to be threatening you and all that kind of foolishness. <laughs> you know, and yet because right. we're in a popular culture right. that says it's okay to do that. You know, and, and yet yes, you know some yes. guys choose to heal, not hurt. You know, oh, and um, right. you know so. Michael was kind of my, you know, my cheerleading section to, you know, to the average guy that says, you are wonderful just the way you are. And, you know, Absolutely. a woman who knows, especially someone who's been through some stuff, you know, at some point oh, you yeah. decide, okay, this stuff I've been through isn't really worth it. Maybe I need to start looking for a different kind of guy, you know. Absolutely. And so Michael is that different kind of guy. Absolutely incredible. I'm telling you guys, you are going uh, to love every bit of this book. And, um, uh, Tamika, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, with this book, what were, if any, what were some of the challenging parts um, about writing this book? It took me 15 years to write this book. (laughs) I am so serious. I went through the first one in nine months, 15 years. I was like, oh, but when I went back and looked, you know what I think it was? I had not lived enough to be able to mm. bring an authentic voice yeah. to those characters. Yeah. I had to live some right. more, you know. Absolutely. I, parts of me had to become, had to be Jackie in order for me to understand Jackie, in order to write her That's story, right. you know. That's so, right. yes, yes. I. So, um, challenges? Um, yep, know about those. <laughs> so, but um, you know, wow. but it was it was time, and it, and eventually it all just kind of came together, you know. So, mm-hmm. book three is not going to take uh, me fifteen years. Okay, we, we have a deadline for that one by the end of the year. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. And so, if book um is the next one going to be a part of this series as well? Yes, it'll be when a man loves a woman okay. three second chances. All right. So there will be characters from book one and book two that come back in book three, and that will complete. Oh the wow, mm-hmm. that's going to be. And, and I wanted to ask you because I always ask authors, especially when creating a series, is there a lot of? I, I, and I'm just thinking for myself, if I was a writer, I'm like, man, would this be a lot of pressure? Is it a lot of pressure creating a series? Because of course you write that first book, but like you said, you had no intent. And people were like, okay, Tamika, I want more. And so mm-hmm. you write a skip book. You know, is there pressure to keep making it, you know, even better, you know, than the one before? Um, there can be, you know. And so okay. what, what ends up happening is authors go through what I call performance anxiety, you know. And I say, mm-hmm. you know, you have yeah. to have a conversation with yourself that just says, you know what, my goal is to just do my best. And so really we're just vessels that the characters choose to tell their stories through. So you just write the story how it needs to be written. And so if you, if you, if you silence all of the voices and just let the characters speak, you'll end up with an authentic story, you know, but when you try and, you know, I'm going to outdo people can readers know when it's, when it comes from a real place because they can feel it. You know, just like they can right. like when they know that it's not coming from a real place because they can kind of feel that too. They know when you've rushed it, they they can feel mm-hmm. it. You know, and so right. You know, if you just take your time and just write your stories in the way that your stories need to be told, you know, not everything is for everyone. So like there are people who've read book one that have had some interesting feedback on book two. Like you know what? Okay, like it was good. 
But it wasn't the same as book one. No, I told y'all it wasn't going to be the same. Because <laughs> I had different stuff <laughs> I was trying to be. Why would you want to read the same story again, you know? Right. <laughs> so it was, it was very different, but it did accomplish what it was that I wanted it to accomplish, you know? And so now but because right. I am um, going to – going for a different, um, a different feel in that story, you know, it may not be for all of the readers who liked book one, or it could be, you know, I mean, sometimes people just like, they just like your literary voice and they'll just keep supporting you, you know, even when it's a little <laughs> bit different. So, right. you know, but I just say, um, you know, you have to, and then have a conversation with yourself that says, I am not in competition with anyone. I'm not even in competition with myself. My job is to just do my best. And I'm going to just let that be, you know. And so sometimes, yeah. you know, like, different people reach that through different ways. Sometimes it's having a conversation with the characters that says, okay, you know, empty, um, just, just flow how you want to flow. Sometimes people feel like they need to pray about it. All right, you know, all right, Lord, speak through me. Whatever it is that people feel like they need to do in order to, to tap into right. their most, you know, their, their muse or whatever, do that thing, you know, and then just write your story. And just trust that if you've given it your all then and you've, and you've done your best, then that's all you needed to do. Do your best. Absolutely. Yeah, and then, of course, Absolutely. give it to a good editor so they can help you uh, and improve upon your best. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just saying. For the folks that, it's true, though, but for the folks that are listening to me, because tell them um, how they can go about purchasing um, when a man loves a woman, a a um divine love, or um, and some people may want to catch up. So tell them what they can um purchase all of your books. Okay, well, I mean, I am. You can order them directly from me off my website, and then of course, like I said, you sign copies if you want. Um, and that's Tamika Patrice. So that's T U M I K A T A T R I C E dot com. And um, I am on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Books a Million and you know wherever all all the on, online book retailers that's available. Um, awesome. Right now, it's available only on Kindle and ebook, but um, it, soon it'll be available on all the other re- e-readers as well. And um, mm-hmm. after I finish my <laughs> Kindle Unlimited ninety day thing, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then it'll be available, you know, um, wherever wherever books are sold and all the all the um, ebooks as well but yeah you can order directly from me or you can order from the online you know retailers and um yeah that's that's pretty much it but you know it you can order and request it through your your local stores as well you know there's does have an isbn and you know um they are through ingram and stuff like that so you can uh, request them and they can carry them in your in the local stores as well absolutely but it would be and something course, that you would have to request and you also <laughs> I'm not a household have, name yet. um and you also have poetry, uh, short stories, and um, uh, Tikaism. Uh, tell us a little bit about yes. Tikaism. I've, I've heard of I've heard of some isms, so tell us a little bit about uh, Tikaism. Okay, so I'm Tamika, but my nickname is Tika. <laughs> Long story on that one. But so, so, so the Tikaism. Those are just you know my little my little quirks, my little isms, you know, and so. Yeah. Um, Yes, so that was my last collection of poetry. It came out in August um, of last year. Oh, God, it's been a year almost. Yeah, so anyway, that, so yeah, it's um, The Heart of a Woman, um, Poetry, Short Stories, and Tikaisms. That was the last one. And then before that was um, After the Rain, a poetry collective. Yes. Which awesome. is all poetry. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Incredible. And, um, of course, uh, for the folks out here, um, as far as social media, um, uh, I know a lot of folks are on social media these days. Tell them where they can uh, connect with you as far as social media. 
Okay. So it's all slash Tamika Patrice. So in, um, let's see, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, it's all forward slash Tamika Patrice. And um, okay. Good reason. Oh, Pinterest. Oh, that's a dangerous ground. I said Pinterest. That's a dangerous place. Yeah, I get all. Yeah, yeah. I get all creative. Um, and and going to the store, buying stuff, and trying. You know, and I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a break. I've created enough uh, this week, so (laughs) it's definitely a great place. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, no, that's all. I, oh, oh, there is a YouTube channel, too, and it's Tamika Patrice Kane. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And, of course, Tamika, because we have um, writers, poets, all of that come through often, um, what would be your words? What would be Tamika's words of advice to those um, aspiring authors, those aspiring um, poets? Uh, what would be your words um, of encouragement um, or mm-hmm. advice to them? First of all, to just believe in yourself and to believe in your talent Mm -hmm. and to know that there is an audience for your work. So, you know, not everything is for everyone. And yet for everything that's written, there is someone it was written for. So, you know, just write it and, you know, and, and let your authentic literary voice shine through. Don't try and imitate what someone's over there is doing, you know, just because this genre is popular doesn't mean that you have to write in that. Do Mm -hmm. your things, write your stories, your unique way and and be okay with that um be patient with the process you know everybody wants to come out and then just end up with these million dollar contracts and movie deals and all this (laughs) kind of stuff and that's wonderful right hey have a dream have a hope have a vision board okay (laughs) and then grind like the rest of us (laughs) okay you're Uh, you're supposed to be at the time you're supposed to be there um and have fun you know of course learn the business too because there are a lot of people who are offering a lot of stuff you know and and they see a market Mm -hmm. and they see a way to be able to make money and they're going to use you to do it but hold fast to your vision and when people are offering you stuff make sure that what they're offering you fits what it is that you're trying to do everybody's trying to sell you something but everything they're trying to sell you isn't necessarily for you so you know hold fast to your vision and what it is that you're trying to do and where you're trying to go and make sure that you're spending your marketing dollars wisely because the biggest part of this is marketing you know and so you know, you, you, you've written a great story, and now you have to get it into the hands of the people. You know, you have to get it, you know, so you'll have to kind of, you know, study trends and things like that and know that not everything works for every part, every person. Not everything works right. for every genre either. You know, Absolutely. so you kind of want to – sometimes it will be trial, you know, trial and error, hit and miss, and that's okay too, you know. Um, but make sure that before you sign contracts that you have somebody who knows what they're – who understands contracts you know, that they can mm-hmm. see all those, the clauses and all that kind of stuff because you don't want to get all caught up in some stuff that you can't get out of or be giving your That's right. away to people, you know, and then they're, they're making money off of it and you're making nothing. You don't want that. So, you know, and then learn the business and, of course, continue to hone your craft and have fun. If you get to the point where it's all work and no fun, you've lost something along the way. Go back to the initial feeling and what it was that had you pick up your pen to begin with and just have fun and write your stories. Absolutely. Great, great advice, and I know that you mentioned uh, you have uh, the third book coming out. Uh, what's in, next in store uh, for Tamika Patrice Kane? <laughs> okay, so, uh, yes, my my goal is book three by the end of the year, and okay. um, so that will be a love, a love, uh, excuse me, 
I want a man like the woman three. Um, <laughs> second chances. That's it. Okay. And then I'm working on a collaborative story um, that's tentatively okay. called Stuck. I think I might change the title, but that's what we're playing with right now. <laughs> Very different <laughs> um, kind of story than what I'm used to, but um, it was it's, it's a story that needs to be written. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, I do have some other, you know, I'm drafting ideas for additional stories, but that'll be next year's stuff. So, but, mm-hmm. but to finish up this year will be these two novels. And, um, okay. yeah, and that's good. So, you know, of course, still doing book, awesome. book club stuff and still writing my articles and still doing book reviews. And, you know, my radio shows are on hiatus. But other than that, you know, that's, that's pretty much it, just just doing what I do, you know. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Love it. I love it, absolutely love it And uh, I definitely want to thank you For coming on this evening This has been absolutely fun uh, Fun time having you on here And discussing you uh, you And and this great book um, As well And um, I just appreciate you taking the time To come on here and and share with us And I am so thankful that you've let me come on And to to be able to talk with you And it's been a great fun so appreciate Absolutely. the platform. My pleasure, my pleasure. You guys make sure uh, you go purchase this awesome book. I'm going to be posting the link on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page so you guys um, can access it. Uh, catch up on and get book one, um, and, I, and I'm going to get it too because <laughs> I want to know uh, what's, what it, what's going on from the beginning. So uh, right. I'm telling you guys, with this book, though, um, a, a Love Divine, um, I really, really love this book, So um, and I'll be uh, posting my review um, as well. Absolutely. And uh, I hope you'll come back and, and visit with us again, and uh, please yes. let us know when that, that third book drops because we definitely okay. want you to be on here and discuss that. Okay, I would love to. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Absolutely. I'll take You're you up welcome. on that. You're <laughs> welcome. Of course. I hope you have a great uh, rest of your evening and weekend, and I'll be talking with you again soon. Thanks so much. And you as well. All right. Okay. All right, you guys. That was author Tamika Patrice Payne, author of When a Man Loves a Woman. Part two, um, A Love Divine. Uh, make sure you guys go and purchase this awesome book. Um, like I said, if you want to start from the beginning because it is a series, um, you can also purchase When a Man Loves a Woman, A Season of Change. And um, make sure you get caught up so that when book three drops, you'll be in all caught up and well prepared for what she has in store. And so with that said, you guys, Uh, We're going to get ready to get out of here. Of course, next week we'll be back with more awesome guests to share with you guys. And um, I hope you guys um, have enjoyed the platform this evening. And so uh, we're going to go out of here, you guys, with gospel recording artist Marika Chisholm. This track is entitled Favor. And we'll see you guys next time. And thank you for tuning in to the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
Okay. 